Welcome to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. David is the number one rated top conservative, according to the American Conservative Union. You want the truth about New York and national politics? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hi, everybody. Welcome again to Truth in Politics. This is David DiPietro, New York State Assemblyman. Glad to be here. What a show today. I don't know how we're going to get through it and get everything out to you because this is going to be mostly about the New York State budget today. We passed that budget, and that was March 63. That's right, because in New York State, they stop the budget on April 1st. Uh, And the clock actually stops, folks. That's what they do. I I don't know. It doesn't stop in your life, but it does stop in New York State politics so that they can actually say they have an on-time budget. What a joke. So it was the 63rd of March when we finally passed it. Just wanted to let you know that we are going to start out with, first off, truth in politics. Catch this show on the Big Weck podcast network at bigweck.com. That's W-E-C-K dot com uh facebook big weck and you can also get the previous episodes there a gentleman last night at my gathering uh said that he listened to the first one and he binged listened to all of them i thought that was really nice of him to say that he actually listened to all of them at once he he just uh, couldn't get enough and i really appreciate that spread this to your friends and let me start again by saying they asked me <clears throat> right after the budget was passed at midnight to give a statement. They wanted to know if I'd write an op-ed piece on this budget, uh, you know, and, and put out the highlights or the lowlights. And I told them, this is what I'll do. I said, I'm going to give you one statement, and I don't want to write anything more because anything more takes away from what really happened. And I said, okay, here's the statement I put out. This was the worst budget in the history of New York State, Period. And they said, anything more? Nope. This was, folks, the worst budget in the history of New York State. By far. Not even close. If you think there was anything in there that's going to help your life in New York State, you're mistaken. You're wrong. Okay? Go sit on the couch. Get a little couch time because there was nothing in there. It makes you less safe. It makes everything more expensive. And it gives more impetus to move out of New York State. And I'll go through some of these things which are just crazy, but you're going to sit there and shake your head and go, that didn't happen. It happened. Okay? I tell the truth on this radio show. So let's start out. I'm sure you're sitting there, well, what happened? What happened? Okay. First off, all of the electric that we're doing and talking about, which I've held town halls on and told you this is what's happening It happened in this budget. I hope you understand that. Your gas stove, when Chuck Schumer was sitting there telling people a month ago, they're not going to take your gas stove. They're not coming after it. Those people are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. Chuck Schumer, you're a big fat liar. You know what? They are taking your gas stove. That's a law now. Okay? It's coming in a couple years. They're taking your stove. It's a law. What else did they do on this? They, They... It's so funny. We got to just get into this. They're giving a billion dollars plus for migrant services in New York City. 
Okay, well, what does that mean, Dave? A billion dollars. This means that if you're a migrant, okay, they're shipping those illegals up from Texas and other states on the southern border. All right? These people are going to get checks for like $17,000. Remember, they did that a few years ago. They gave everyone a $14,200 check if you were an illegal immigrant. Man, woman, child. Remember that? It was, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars they put in the budget for this. And it was like, what are you doing? Why don't you help out the people in New York State who need it? How about the businesses that have got killed during COVID? And you're not giving them one penny in this budget. Not one cent goes to small business. Not one cent goes to the farmer. They sit there and say, well, we're helping the farmer. Farmers are, are drying up in New York State. I hope you understand that. I think I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. A couple weeks ago, we put up a hostile amendment that said, just, this is all it said, was it's a bill that said New York State schools should be encouraged and should buy dairy products from New York State farms, like the milk that they give your kids in school. That should come from New York State. Do you have a problem with that? Do you think that would help the local farmer? Of course it would. Okay. What's wrong with that bill? What is wrong with just putting out something that says, yeah, we're for the farmer. Let's make every school district buy from New York State their dairy products. And you know what happened? The Democrats voted it down, party line vote. And then they came out uh, an hour later with a press conference saying how much they stand behind our farmers. This is a bunch of baloney. And I deal with this every day. The Democrat Party is the world's most successful hate group. I hope you understand that. What are you talking about? It attracts poor... This is the Democrat Party, folks. And tell me if I'm wrong. The Democrat Party, it attracts poor people who hate rich people. It attracts black people who hate white people. Gay people who hate straight people. Feminists who hate men. Environmentalists who hate the internal combustion engine, of course. And a lot of bratty college kids. Is that this not true? If you ever go on college campuses nowadays, or bring a conservative in to talk on a college campus, right? What happens? Those woke bratty kids who hate their parents but suck every penny out of them, right? Okay, that's who the Democratic Party attracts, right? But the real secret... Okay, of that party. Of where do they get their success from? It attracts the support of journalists, right, who hate Republicans. And these journalists, therefore, they, they, work, they work tirelessly to convince the rest of us that we should vote for Democrats. You've got the mainstream media telling everybody that Republicans hate the earth, hate the environment, hate granny. They're going to kick her out. They're not going to take away her Social Security. So you should vote for Democrats. And in reality, it's the exact opposite. The exact opposite. It's the Democrats who have complete control in New York State. For five years, they've had super majority. Has anything gotten better in New York State? Not one Republican can change anything that happens in New York State. Are the Democrats made life better for you? Or in the last five years, since right before COVID, we're averaging about 220,000 people a year for over 20, 25 years. 
225,000 people a year leave. Every two years, the city the size of Buffalo leaves New York State. Every two years. But in the last five years, especially last year, in last year, and they're lying right through their face, folks. Last year, almost a million people left New York State. A million. Almost a million. Now it's now it's now we're looking at five hundred thousand this year and more after this budget. Okay. Just three years ago, three years ago, New York State, our population, three this is right before COVID, our population was about a million more than Florida. Just three years ago, twenty nineteen. Our population was about a million or so more than Florida. Today, it's more than two million less than Florida. What happened? Well, I don't have to go into that because we know what happened. This budget, $18,000 for every immigrant in New York City. $18,000. I'll take an $18,000 check. How about you? Upstate gets zero. Upstate gets nothing, only for New York City. New York City dominates, as I hope you understand that. New York City gets every penny. Why do you think the Democrats in western New York and Buffalo hate Kathy Hochul? They won't come out in public, but you hear it on the floor. She's from this area. And they thought they were going to get all sorts of things when she became governor. They supported her. Great. Western New York's going to you know, be flush with different projects and cash. And what happened? The left, the communists, took her over. She's a shill. The communists run her. Everything comes out of her mouth is written by one of the New York City people. And now upstate gets nothing. New York City drives every penny into that, into the rotten apple. And the, and the Western New York Democrats can't stand her. Okay? They thought she was going to be something, but we all knew. She's a chameleon. She changes every day. She doesn't stand for anything. She, she was an A-rated NRA member. She was semi-pro-life. She was completely for small businesses and farms, and look what happened. Complete 180 turnaround. How can you trust anyone whose core moral values are non-existent? If she tells me the sky's blue, I drop everything and I look up. Because I don't believe a word she says. So $18,000 for every immigrant in this budget. $18,000. Upstate, nothing. Nothing. You know, so they sit there and go, well, we, we raised the CHIPS funding for uh, DOTs for, uh, for road construction for these towns. We raised that a few million dollars. But then, so it's up, just, I'm, I hate giving you numbers because it's tough to follow. $600 million, right? Double that is what they gave the MTA, the Mass Transit Authority, the, 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 in New York City, the subways. That place, the subway system, is so decrepit and old that a few years ago, before COVID, I remember they were looking at a hundred, what was it, $80 billion, not million, billion to fix this thing. And now it's double. And what they're doing now is they're taking your tax dollars to fix New York City subway. I don't ride it. Why should I pay for it? They say, well, we, we, we gave a few million dollars more to CHIPS, which is your highways. It's everybody's highways. That's state money going to fix state roads that everybody uses. Not everybody uses the subway. That's a New York City issue. That should come out of the New York City budget. But again, they have supermajority, New York City, so they drive every penny. 
they this is it's it's gotten to the point where people are walking out of this state and i just tell people it's because you unless it affects you you just keep going to work you keep your head down raise your family and you hope it doesn't affect you and you keep living your life it becomes a crisis when you lose your job it's just an anomaly when your neighbor loses his you know you feel bad for about a day and and but as long as you have your job but you cannot sit there and keep raising this budget billions of dollars when millions of people have walked out. The revenue, and I tell this, look, let me make this real clear, folks. Whether you like Trump or not, I'm going to bring his name into this because if Trump would have been elected president, again, Trump was only going to give New York State about 12 to $14 billion. Follow me, $12 billion for COVID relief. Because that's about what the state spent. Andrew Cuomo was on his knees that summer praying every day. And I mentioned this on my radio show. I mentioned this everywhere I went. On his knees praying that Biden won because Biden was going to bail out New York State for all their bad policies, all their bad budget. And when Trump lost, there was a huge sigh of relief and cheering in Albany Capitol and in New York City. Because now... They controlled, the Democrats controlled, it was just throw money at it. So what happened? We would have been in about a 6 to $10 billion hole because of bad budgets. And Trump was only gonna, wasn't, wasn't going to reimburse because other states would have said, why are you giving New York State money for their bad budget? Arkansas, California would have said, give us the money. That's our money too. You're taking our, all this government money that we, we give to the federal government. Why are you giving it to New York for bad policy? Well, when Biden won, what did he do? So follow the numbers. It was $12 billion for COVID. Biden gave New York State $44 billion. And that's what we're living off of right now. Because the budget has gotten worse. The deficits are worse, but they're covering it up with the federal money. That federal money can't come in anymore because these other states are going to scream to the hilltops. Stop giving our money to New York State for bad policy. So this year, uh, they make it like, oh, we're doing great. The revenues are up. No, it's not, folks. I got the numbers here. Next year, we're in a $6 billion hole. Remember a few years ago, we had a $1 billion hole and people flew out of this state. It was crazy because they were raising taxes on everything and people had enough. You can't cover a $6 billion hole. So we're going to be, we're living right now on borrowed time. And that's great. If you think that's great, God bless you. But I don't. You know, this, this budget is so far out of whack. And I'm not even talking about the socialist issues. You know, I don't smoke. But if you smoke, there's going to be an extra dollar plus tax on cigarettes. Well, I don't know how that affects you or me, but I don't smoke. Um, the EPA is getting all half a billion dollar more, almost a half a billion dollar more for what? To come after all this climate junk. You know, this the budget increase this year, we lost a half a million, let's say in the last two years, we lost over a million plus people, right? Then how did this budget go up almost $9 billion? <laughs> I mean, it's it's out of control. But But no one cares, I'm telling you. You know, no one cares. As long as all these... These groups, these fringe groups, these Democrat groups get their money, they're all excited. 
That's all they care about. Minimum wage. Minimum wage is going up, folks. If you got a small business, I'm telling you right now, protect yourself. If your business, like a pizza place, is dependent on minimum wage, pizzas are now going to be 30 bucks a, a, a piece. I remember when pizzas were $5. There's a pizza place here. I love Bocce Pizza, it's called. I love it. I've, I've grown up on it. Uh, and I, I go, it's out of my way like 15 miles. I'll drive over there to get a pizza. But my large pizza cost me $32 now from Bocce. <clears throat> and that's not loaded. That's just cheese, pepperoni, and half hot pepper. That's the way I get it. So long, so in New York City, Long Island, Westchester, uh, it's going to go up to 17, upstate 16. But here's the thing. It's in, it's going to be tied to the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. Meaning every year it's going to get reevaluated. So inflation goes, what's inflation at? 8%, 6 8 10 You know, they can't even give you an honest number on that. Anyway, minimum wage is going to start increasing after it goes up. It's going to start increasing by almost minimum 50 cents, more, more towards a dollar a year. It's going to keep going up every single year, which is, which again is crazy, but that's what we've got. I'm glad I'm out of my small business. I'm telling you right now, there's no way. Most of them are shutting down. So here we go. Gas is all going to be gone in a couple of years now. I think 18 months or 30 months. They're going to, I don't have it exactly in front of me. All new buildings under seven stories. Anything new. You put an addition on your home, put a new a garage, and you want to heat it. You want to put a, you build a new home. It's got to be all electric. No ifs, ands, or buts. You don't get your license. You don't get your permits. Anything under seven stories or under, you're going to be, it's got to be all electric. Okay. Here's the funny thing about that electric. You know, some people, we've got the numbers. These are from National Grid and NYSEG. This is just straight science fact. This is what it costs per kilowatt. This is what it costs uh, uh, for the gas. 800 square foot home. You got a small 800 square foot home. Maybe you do. Apartment and you pay for your own. If the gas right now, it's a simple mathematic equation changing from gas to electric, you know, just using the same, the formula, what it would, what it would take to heat a house with gas and then heat a house with electric. Your gas bill on an 800 square foot home might be about $80 to $90 a month. When you switch that over to electric today, mind you, these are going to go up almost three times in the next five years, your electric. You switch that over today, your 800, when you switch it over to electric, your electric bill is going to be about $380. That's 800 square foot. The, an 1,800 square foot home to 2,000 square foot home, uh, the numbers, these are just science numbers, these are just, you know, just basic conversions, is over $1,000 a month for your electric bill. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Thousand bucks a month minimum for your electric bill. It's 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 out of control. I look at this, you know, they gave in this budget a billion dollars plus to the billionaire movie makers. Okay, tax credits. 
Nothing for businesses that employ full-time, year-round employees, but you want to come in and make a movie and hire some people or bring your own people in from California or out of state and pay them, and then they leave after three, four months. They do the movie and they leave. You get a billion-plus in tax credits. And why was that? Because that was New York City-driven. They love Hollywood. So here they are giving Hollywood billionaires Big tax credits, but they can't give a business person a penny. These people are bat crazy, folks. Gas tax hike. They're raising it by 18 cents. Doesn't mean seem like a lot to you and me, but remember, New York City commutes. They don't drive cars. That's why all our insurances... Our taxes, our registration fees are through the roof more than almost any other state in New York because the the, the majority that votes on this in New York State, they don't even drive. They've never owned a car. So what an easy hit for taxes. People that don't drive, hey, yeah, let's, let's raise gas tax. Okay, we don't drive. We don't care about the truckers. We don't care about anything but their own little personal agenda. You know, it's it's... Nothing to address the fentanyl crisis in this. Nothing to put more kids, or more kids, I should say, more people in jail. I'm thinking of raise the age where these young kids, 17, you know, they commit murder and they get tried as a, as a juvenile. Um, nothing to stop. You know, if you remember, remember during COVID, the government, the government was going to court to stop hospitals and doctors from giving and distributing ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. And they were doing more to stop that, to try and keep these people alive. They literally, and I was there with attorneys who were trying to get people on their deathbed during COVID, trying to get them ivermectin in the hospital, and the government and the hospitals were saying no, and the people died. A lot of people. I know the attorney that was all over the world, but in New York State, he was the leader trying to get these families to be able to give their loved ones hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin just to try and stop their death. And what did the government do? The government did more to stop ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine distribution. They did that than trying to stop fentanyl in New York State. The fentanyl is piling into the state, and the government's doing nothing. New York State did nothing, nothing. Uh, you know, you want to get into some social issues? Uh, there's a bunch. You know, it's just, you, if you've watched, this whole thing on transgenders is blowing up around the country. It's blown up, and I don't care where you stand on it, and I don't care if you are, but don't shove it in my face, okay? That's all. You want to dress, number one, don't, uh, don't bring drag queens into libraries or schools. Okay, that's not, you know, if you've, they say, well, why not? We should be able to bring these drag queens in. It's our right. No, if you're a drag queen and you've got to sit and expose yourself and be in front of school children, you've got a problem. You've got the problem. Do it on your own. Do it with adults. Don't bring it in. It's, it's you know, what if a teacher, what would you say if a teacher started secretly baptizing kids at school? right? And hide it from the parents. What would the left's reaction be to that? 
What would the left's reaction be if teachers in our public schools, heaven forbid, started talking about and teaching maybe the Bible? Talking about pro-life. Telling their kids about gun instruction. Uh, Do you think the left would, would pull their hair out and light it on fire? Of course they would. But look what they do to our kids. You know, and especially on this transgender issue. You know, today, you know, I've got to go to my bank today. I'm selling a piece of property and got to sign some papers, you know. So I'm going to go into my bank and tell them I identify as a millionaire. And I'd like to withdraw that money out of the bank. Can I do that? Can I identify as a millionaire and then say, hey, can I withdraw that money? They'll laugh at me, right? They'll laugh at me. It turns out just because you believe something in your brain, okay, doesn't make it true. And you can't force others to pretend it is. So you want to pretend, that's fine. That's your own little bubble. Don't force it on me. Don't force it on anybody else. Because I really don't care. But I don't want you doing it in front of my kids. At school. Okay? Because I'm sick of this stuff. Shoving it down people's people's throats okay did you see the news article about the students the students went to a a california school board meeting administrators and went nuts with their parents because here's what happened in this school in california uh, a high school kid about six foot with a beard started identifying as a woman so that he could go into the girls locker room this is true story okay and what happened he was in there for a couple of weeks, and he's exposing himself to these girls every day. And the girls are freaking out. These high school girls are freaking out. And they're complaining to their parents. They're complaining to the administrators. The school does nothing. Well, the one girl finally had enough. And she's about four foot tall. And it's on video, so you can watch it. And she goes up to this kid and starts poking him and says, and, and starts screaming at him, get out of here. Get out of this locker room. Stop. And she, he's spitting on these girls. He's spitting on the girls while he's exposing himself. I mean, this kid's deranged. And she starts poking him and going after him. And what does he do? He beats the living pulp out of her on video. And another girl steps in and tries to stop it. And he beats her. I'm talking bashing her faces in. And so the parents freak out. You're not protecting my kids. You're not, I'm supposed to send my kids to high school and you're supposed to protect them and you're not. You're letting this kid go. You know what the school said? Nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do about it. That's a joke. That kid should be locked up. That's assault, folks. But this is where it's all going. This is where it's all going. There's a, so a a girl, another California school district. This is great. The school told her to lie to the parents about the kids' transgenders. And apparently, a, uh, and she said, no, I'm not going to lie. They fired this woman, the California school. They fired her, and now she's going to sue them. God bless her. Uh, because uh, one, of the, one of the kids described himself, he was a transgender. But his parents didn't know, and they told her, the school told the teacher to lie to the parents. He says, I'm not going to lie. So she told the parents what was going on in the classroom. Billy describes himself as Susie. The parents didn't know. 
and the school fired her for telling the truth. And this is where it's going, folks. The left has gone so far wacky, they're shoving their agenda right down your throat. You better take it. You better accept it. You, you don't say anything about it. We don't care about your religious beliefs. We don't care about your beliefs. We don't care about your morals. We don't care about your standards. You're going to sit here, and you're going to take it. And if you don't like it, we're going we're gonna to fire you if we can. We're going to dox you. We're going to come after you and force you to sit down and shut up because that's what the left does. They make it so that you just want to sit in a shell. You don't want to stick your neck out. But I'll tell you what, the more this happens, the more sane people are saying enough's enough. You're not going to shove it down our throat, whether you like it or not. The fact is, it's a free country. Be what you want. But this stuff about hiding it from parents and making teachers lie, accepting that a six-foot kid with a beard can just automatically say he's going to be a girl and go into the girl's locker room so he can expose himself and cause havoc and put girls in harm, real harm, beating the pulp out of them, and the school does nothing, that's all got to stop. Whether you like it or not, that's got to stop. So... But it's all going to a certain level. This is all going down, folks. Again, I'll tell you, I'll just, what if a teacher starts baptizing kids in school? Wouldn't you like to see that? Let's see what the left does. I know what the left will do. And that tells you everything you need to know. That's how unhinged they are. That's how corrupt they are. Morally bankrupt they are. Again, the Democrat Party today has no moral value. You want to tell me they do? Argue with me, please. Go to bigweck.com, leave a comment, get into a social media page, follow me. I don't care. Tell me what you think. You're listening to Truth in Politics, okay? That's what it is. It's Truth in Politics because I'm on the floor. I argue with these people. You want bail reform? Most 90% of the people think bail reform is crazy because it lets people out and then Families, thousands of families are affected because someone gets let out who's violent and commits another violent crime. But you sit on the floor of the assembly in New York State and in the Senate and these bat crazy people get up and tell you it doesn't go far enough. They will never give in to bail reform. They want more. I just went through it last week, folks. <clears throat> They're standing and screaming on the floor of the assembly during these debates. It's not their fault. Criminals are good people. Even violent criminals should not be charged because society, society has caused them to to sucker punch someone in the face. Society has caused them to go into a gang and stab an innocent bystander in the back. Society and racism. That's the big one, racism. Everything's racist now. It flows off my back because uh, everyone's racist. You just got to be white and you're racist. That's, they, that's what they're saying around the country. White people are racist. Inherently, you're born racist. So when 
a 16, 17-year-old gangbanger to get initiated, throws a homeless or someone innocently standing in front of the, waiting for the subway and throws them in front of the train and the tracks so they get completely mangled. It's not their fault. It's society. So I hope you understand that. It's racism in society, folks. That's why we're at this. It has nothing to do with morals, plumb line, righteousness, right and wrong. Because in the Bible, it says clearly, in those days, which are now, right will become wrong and wrong will become right. And we're watching it work out right in front of us, folks. I know most of you don't read the Bible, but you should because what a great book that is. I do. Everything happening is foretold. It tells you, I mean, literally to the T, what's going to happen, not just in this country, but around the world. And we're watching it unfold. But for the rest of us, keep voting Democrat because you're going to be, you're going to love what you find out. Communism is not the end all. Communism creates two classes. The rich and privileged, which is about 1%, and all, there is no middle class in communism, and that's what they're doing. They're destroying the middle class. They're taking it away from us right now. They're trying to every day, and we better wake up because it's, 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 it's at that, look at, the fact is, and in New York they want to do this, when they're trying to change the definition of a pedophile, to a youth-attracted person so that they can make it socially acceptable for pedophiles because they're not youth-attracted people. They're, they're pedophiles, okay? And that's against the law, and that's morally bankrupt. And that's why in prisons, as you probably know or don't know, pedophiles don't last very long because most people in prison might have a kid or two, okay? They don't like pedophiles. That's basic fact. But when you try to change the law to try and socially dumb down your morals and your values to now so that they can be called youth-attracted persons and that they can actually go out and, and, and perform pedophilia on 12-year-olds and 10-year-olds, this society's gone off the cliff. I'll keep fighting it. That's what my job is. But I could use some help. I could use some help out there, folks. Uh, this is uh, getting... The, the, the moral structure of this decay in this country is uh, every day. I go on for five minutes to my news feeds and I get my blood starts boiling when I read all these stories. Like just some, those are just a few. I got a dozen over here. Okay. Local law 97. Here it is out of one paper. Local law 97 hurts New York City middle class. The New York City middle class in Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Queens, they're moving out in droves. They never moved out of the state. Because the sad secret is, in New York State, for decades, bills would come up on the floor of the Assembly and the Senate which said exempt cities over one million. What does that mean? It means there's only one city in New York State that's got a million people, and that's New York City. So they're passing laws that apply to thee, but not to me. You understand that? They're passing laws that New York City is exempt from. So all these things that we do, New York City was exempted. And so they didn't feel the pinch for the last 30 years and 20 years and the last 10 years where 
out-migration in the rest of the state is flowing out of here like a river. But in the, there's what some, a strange thing happened when COVID hit. Actually, no. Strange thing happened when the Democrats took super majority, when they flipped the House, the Senate, and had super majority in both houses with a Democrat governor. Their policies now are transparent. They're hurting their own Democrats. They're crushing their own Democrats who vote for them blindly. And these Democrats are, are destroying now the hand that feeds them. Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, now the middle class can't afford to live there. And now these are mostly minority groups, okay? The people they're trying to help that they say Republicans hate. It's the Democrats who are kicking them out of the state. And that's where it is right here. It's been going on now since they, five years since they took majority. It's an outpouring of minorities out of New York City leaving the state. They don't tell you that, do they? You don't hear that from the mainstream media. <laughs> well, I'm, I've, got all the, I've got all the facts and figures on it because that's what I do. I collect facts and figures. Again, it's truth in politics. I don't make it up. I don't have to. All this stuff I tell you, <laughs> it makes a good story. It'd make a good book, but I don't have to make it up. This is, there's so much more of this. But we go, most people go and live their lives. They're afraid of confrontation. That's human nature, path of least resistance. We don't want to get in people's faces. We want to live our lives and raise our children and be left alone. Okay? Live in our social circle. But that's not the Democrat Party today. Because the Democrat Party today is a socialist communist party. And that's one thing about human nature. It's one thing I've learned about communists and socialists. They don't, they're, they're different. Their human nature is not path of least resistance. Their human nature is in your face, attack, win at all costs, violence. And I hope you understand that. Just look around Go back a couple summers, because January 6th, when 80-year-old people with walkers were going through the Capitol, they were insurrectionists. They were going after elected officials with their canes and their walkers. They were, they, that, that was a real insurrection, folks. You have no clue what a real insurrection is. You wait till a real insurrection happens, uh, because everyone will be armed to the teeth, and you'll, you'll see what a real insurrection is. But if you remember, what did the Democrats do that summer, which got very little play, never got called out? Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people died when they burned all those cities, businesses destroyed, buildings destroyed, people's lives ruined, okay? And you never heard about that. That is what a communist does. It's all about, just just go back to Nazi Germany, the brown shirts, because I'm a World War II buff historian. And the brown shirts were put together under the Nazi party just to go out and create mayhem, to kill and maim. They would walk the streets and just beat innocent people to get fear and power and control for their cause. And that's, that's the truth. And that's what we've got. So I want to just uh, end... Uh, I didn't really get too much into the budget like I'd like to. I left a lot on the table, which we can get to next week. 
Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Please share this podcast with everybody you can. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. The Big Weck Podcast Networking Network at BigWeck.com. Facebook, go to Big Weck. Okay, this is Truth in Politics. I'm Dave DiPietro. Remember, folks, God is still in control. God's still on the throne. This is all foretold. Uh, but we have to run the race. I would hope you would run it uh, for God and Jesus. But this is, this, this is not getting better. It's going to get worse. So be prepared, okay, and be ready, be vigilant, okay, because uh, I've read the end of the book and we win. But today, we got to fight back. These are our values. These are our, our lifestyles. This is our country. It's a democracy. It's a republic. It's a constitution. It's freedom. It's not a communist country yet. It's not a socialist country yet. And that's what we've got to keep fighting for. So thanks for listening. We will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. We welcome you to download and listen to the new podcast every week online at truthinpolitics.social and on numerous podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Connect with David on social media and at truthinpolitics.social. The Truth in Politics podcast is done in partnership with Radio 1 Buffalo, LLC.